rest of the Sugaru. Episode 6 Audi. I open my eyes in an uncomfortable bed. I sit up and roll. Ah! The drop is far and the bottom is oh, painful. Man. I moan in agony, but my voice is deeper than usual. What, what the, the hell? I rub my face. My soft skin has been replaced by a patch of bristly whiskers. With the moonlight, I can almost make out my surroundings. Army barracks? Something? Um, looks like an army barracks. How the hell did I get here? Oh. The man in the lower bunk speaks. His. His, won't you? Uh, Harrison? I'm not. I read the tags around my neck. Audie Salvador Harrison. Who the hell is Audie? I shake off the fall and try to stand. Where are we? A barracks. The man helps me to my feet. You sure you okay? I steady myself using his arm. No. I actually need a drink. Go look around here. Just a fossil one as sure as water. I just as sure drink some swamp water. <laughs> he points me in the direction of the bathroom. In the bathroom, I further examine myself. I'm not in my own body. In fact, I'm not even a woman anymore. This has to be a dream. I look closer in the small, dark mirror. I look like myself, but I'm a male. This has got to be the weirdest, most realistic dream I've ever had. I'm a soldier, similar to my dreams, but this experience is more comprehensive. Usually in my dreams, everything is surreal, an overture of a strange reality. This is living, the beginning of something very real. I'm in another person's body. How in the hell did this happen? The sound of boots clacking through the barracks breaks my concentration. You all right? A light shines in my eyes. Lippy tells me you fell out of your bunk and now you're acting loopy. I turn in the direction of the voice and push the light out of my face. Where am I? What year? He picks up a towel to blot the back of my head. E, God, you really cracked your skull. He shows me the bloody towel. We better get you to sickbay. As I stare at the swatch of my blood, vertigo sets in. My vision doubles. I can't stand steady. An overwhelming flood of dizziness. Ugh. Ooh. My surroundings spin, vacuuming me into a tornadic frenzy. An infinite vortex. I have no comprehension of time or space. I linger in nothingness. Everything I knew now ceases to exist. My dreams, perhaps, are not dreams at all, but somehow a link to another person, another life. My questions are answered when I regain consciousness. I'm now standing in the woods, dressed for battle, with a rifle in my hands. I'm still Audie. Why didn't I wake up in my own body? What the hell is going on here? I don't see or hear anyone else. Just the sound of the birds dancing in the light trickle of the autumn rain. Shit. It's hard to walk. My legs tremble, sore from marching. My frenzied state is relieved by the cool mist of the rain exhilarating my blood. This is reality. So where the hell did I go when I passed out? How long has it been since I've been in the barracks? Obviously, the body I'm occupying continued to live on without my consciousness. A large sum of time seems to have been swallowed up in a single moment of haziness. Yes, let's move out. The man I saw at the barracks 
whispers as he grabs me up by my backpack. Come on, we gotta get back to our guys. I follow him. I really don't have any idea what's going on. Where are we? I look at his name tag. Livy, uh, we know each other, right? Well, yeah, we've been friends for a while. He puts his finger up to his lips. Now shush. Keep your goddamn voice down. Where are we? Uh, have you lost your damn mind? He furrows his brow. We're checking the noise. I thought there were some troops nearby. Turned out to be a deer. Now shush of there will be troops. Oh, damn, it's like I'll try and get shot. I have go. to go with the flow. Or give our position away to the enemy. <laughs> I duck down into the fetal position. Relax. Libby pushes me. It's just a stray bull from a nearby bat. I unbury my face and look around. Sorry, I thought it was shot. <laughs> Jeez. He shakes his head. What the hell? Well, I'm no doctor, but I think you'd know if you'd been shot. He helps me up. Let's go. Before we got something to duck about. And be quiet. Go. Yes, Damn. sir. We continue on to catch up with the remainder of our crew. Then, to our rendezvous point. We walk in the drizzling rain for hours. I can't tell the time. My wristwatch stopped at 4.30, and I did not bother to wind it. I have no way home, though I don't know where I am to start. I don't want to die here, so I have to stay vigilant. I hope they don't expect me to know any specific job duties. At our rendezvous point, a man peeks out from behind an old, rusty, dead hey, you truck. You better have a good excuse for being so damn late, Watson. He walks toward another man in our troop. Yeah, Grimes, we ran into a little issue, but it's been resolved. He looks in my direction. Right, Harrison? I nod. Yes, sir. My issue isn't resolved. My issue isn't going to be resolved until my ass is at home, safe and sound. Pipsy Grimes here. Grimes addresses me. You must be the new medic. Hope you last longer than a previous one. Libby butts in with a question. Say little action around here. Action. Grimes winks. You mean crats with guns or hold a sticky dickin? We have both. The group laughs as we walk toward a tiny, shambled village. I'm a medic. Oh, great. I don't know anything about being a medic. Or a soldier, for that matter. Rami! A man shouts from the village, coming into the clearing. I lost a bet because of you, you asshole! The soldier meets us just before we reach the village. I bet that it will take you an hour to get back here. It took you almost two. He laughs and shoves Grimes playfully. Mmm, <laughs> fresh meat. <laughs> Grimes shoves the bully. Uh, leave him alone, Wilcox. Where's the sergeant? Wilcox grins as he turns to guide us in the direction of the village. Sergeant's playing a game of cards. Ah, uh, yes. Right where I left him. Good thing you didn't leave his post. <laughs> Grimes jokes. Wilcox continues to talk to Grimes as we walk. Nervous some people. Just came through the radio that the Cherborn Infantry Lieutenant sent his boys into a trap. Now they expect us to go in and play rescue. The fucking nerve. Ha! They sent us into a trap too. Grimes concurs with his larger brother in arms. Got up at the seat of our pants. Uh, almost all of us. He looks back at us. Hope the replacements are better at dodging hot lead. <laughs> <laughs> we approach a table of men playing cards in an outdoor cafe. Sergeant Mills! Grimes introduces us. Here you new guys. Sergeant Mills gives a quick glance and nods. Good. Update the boys on the situation. We move out at old 500 tomorrow. As we walk away, Grimes explains the rules of the village. We're casual here in the village, so make yourselves at home. The villagers love us. So we've been using this place as a base camp. The stores and cafes are open for business. There's not a lot of them, because uh, the stranglehold of supplies and all, you know, the not- The conversation drags on, leaving my mind to drift off and piece together my current situation.
Okay, so I am a man by the name of Audie Harrison. Check. Okay. A medic somewhere in battle in Europe. <laughs> a horrible check. But a checkmate, nonetheless. Where am I? When am I? What is this? World War II? Shit. This isn't good. How the hell did I get here? I feel like I'm inside of my dream. But no, no, no. Remember, <laughs> this is somebody's life. This is a living experience. Hey, here's Libby shouts. You hungry? I come out of my deep thought to find Libby and the other men at an outdoor cafe eating dinner. Ugh, I'm hungry. So, so hungry. In the cafe, the man in front of me orders up venison jerky. It sounds amazing. I approach the counter. Jerky? I ask the tenant. She shakes her head. Pour it out! She pours me a bowl of the house special instead. A bland cabbage soup. Yuck. Reminiscent of high school, I cannot find a place to sit and eat. Unfortunately, all of the good spots are taken up by the men who have been here longer. So I take my soup and stand to eat under an awning of a shop. The soup isn't great, of course, but it's filling enough to do the job. After dinner, I snuggle up as comfy as I can, stomach still rumbling, and try to sleep. On this diet, it's only a matter of time before I starve to death. <sighs> if this is real, I don't know how I'm planning to survive. This is a real nightmare. I don't know who I am, what I need to do, or if I will ever get back to my real body. <sighs> Someone help me. My eyes open early, after a horrible night of pretending to sleep. The rain finally stopped in the middle of the night, but continued dripping from the awning. Each drip created a pinging noise when it hit my helmet, keeping me awake. Oh, 0500, our troop is off to meet the other half of our men. I'm exhausted. The temperature is noticeably colder than yesterday, and my fingers are already numb. I can't think about anything but the cold. Gunfire is becoming close. <sighs> oh no, shit. Shit, shit. How am I going to defeat the Nazis if I can't even defeat the cold air? <sighs> I'm not built for battle. I want to go home. I need to warm my hands. <sighs> As I breathe warm air into my gloves, I lose track of my surroundings. I've fallen out of formation. I try to pick up the pace, but the ground is still wet, swallowing up my boots. It's become increasingly difficult to catch up to the squad. Well, the good news is, I can hear Mills and the boys talking, so I can clearly track them as they near a muddy road. <laughs> but the bad news is... I am sure the Germans can also hear them. <sighs> They're now exposed. Which means now I'm exposed. Lovely. We should be quiet. Not bullshitting back and forth. There are enemy soldiers throughout these woods on both sides of the road that we cannot see. <sighs> I make my way through the sloppy mess of ground to find my place among the boisterous men. I prefer to stay quiet. 
I must keep my wits about me and cover the rear as ordered. Reality sets in. We could be on the cusp of a battle. I'm at war. I could die. What if I die? Wait a second. I can't die. No, 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 no. Whoa. <laughs> Panic sets in. A wave of goosebumps floods across my skin. Don't panic, Abby. Panic kills. Breathe. Breathe. As I breathe, my heart rate slows, clearing my head of negative thoughts. I calm myself down enough to make it through the remainder of our march. At the end of the muddy road, a church belfry rakes through the fog. Seeing the end of the journey makes me hustle more. I can't wait to be dry again. As we climb a hill, a shadow comes out to greet us. The man approaches, shaking his head in disapproval. Mills, you dumbass, I can hear your cockeyed bilge coming from a mile away. He harasses Sergeant Mills. I've been waiting here almost an hour now. Thought you were dead. What took you so damn long? Mills hands the man a bottle of liquor. Fuck you, Sarge. You know we're all dead. Let us all celebrate. <laughs> Mills faces us, pointing his thumb in the man's direction. Guys, this is Lieutenant Hamilton. We call him Sarge for some damn reason. He slaps Sarge on the back. Sarge is the mission leader. What he says goes. Sarge pushes his helmet up and I get a good look at his ruggedly handsome facade. If I were in my real body, I'd be in love. He looks at my Red Cross armband. You. You're the new medic. I grin. Oh, yeah. My heart pounds. I have to find a way to cover up this girlish attraction quick. I bring out my man card and do my best John Wayne impersonation. I'm the one who's gonna keep us patched up and fighting, playing in the blood. All that jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Libby talks under his breath. Apologies, Sarge. He's been having a rough time. Had a close call on the way here, right? <laughs> he ain't been right since. Understandable. First brush is always toughest on a soldier. We'll get him back on track. He opens the door to the church. Come on into St. Joe's, boys. Our humble home, where it's dinner time. Next time on Tales of the Zugaroo. No man is an island. My name is Audie. Entire of itself. Their rowdiness almost makes me forget we could be killed at any time. I want all my soldiers alive and My happy. brothers are firing back with everything they have. So peace. Please wake me from this nightmare. Peace. I pray this is not our future. It tolls for thee. I'm sure it's a real Kodak moment. Sure. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Whoa. That's deep.